Hello and welcome to episode 129 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty good man, pretty good. Yes, I'm We're uh, back at the cinema which gives oh, me yes. excited. Yeah, I'm in, in a while. good mood. Good mood this week. We've got some good stuff to talk about. Um, we saw obviously an exciting movie, kind of the first sort of major release of 2019. Um, it was a big one. Yes, which was Glass, uh, so we'll talk about that later on. Um, we've got some cool questions as well to discuss at the end. Um, and yeah, we have some cool news stories as well, actually. Um, so yeah, we'll dive nice. right into the news, ready to start. What's um, Rob been up to? Yeah, there is there is a slight uh, hype train update, but I'll Hell say that. yeah. Um, oh yeah, that's the next segment. Yeah, so um, with the news, leading with this first one, because this one I think is really exciting, really, but... Um, there's been there's been rumors of this for a while, um, and it has since uh, been confirmed that New Line Cinema are in fact uh, rebooting the Final Destination franchise. Mm, that's cool, um, man. Obviously, began it in the, the year two thousand. The guys behind Saw six and seven. Uh, four, Isn't... five, six, and seven. Oh, four, five, six, seven. Um, so Even better. Patrick, Patrick Melton and Marcus Dunstan. They also did mm. the Collector and the Collection. Um, mm. Which I really like Both the collector. Um, yeah, I really like the collector. Collection, not so much, but it's still fun. Yeah, but um, yeah, those like they say those saw obviously saw seven. We've we discussed that to death. We don't like that, but like four, five, and six, excellent saw for movies. Um, I'm I'm yeah. They somehow salvaged something that was mm. an absolute mess by the end of three. Yeah, like, how, how how do we continue a franchise when our uh, main villain, our main character, is dead? <laughs> yeah, well, they essentially added one of our favorite characters, you know, um, <laughs> exactly, and made him um, the star. But the uh, did we not talk about like how much we'd like a Final Destination reboot towards the end of last year? I could have sworn we had a question like, <laughs> what would what would you like to see most? Like, what sequel or remake would you like to see most? And I'm sure we landed on Final Destination as one of our picks. Possibly, it's one of those ones that's definitely been in my kind of headspace for recently because mm. um, I just watched the first two as well in the past nice. week. Um, in the process of watching them all again, and yeah, they're ju- they're just so fantastic. Like oh, it's so such good. a great, unique premise. Um, and it is kind of shocking that they only did five. Really, um, I'm mm. excited to see the later two because one, two, and three I remember so well because I saw them mm. so many times. Um, three is my personal favorite. Um, and then yeah, four and oh, five I like. I only really remember like the moments. Like I remember the end of five, but I can't remember <laughs> anything else about that movie other than the awesome ending. Um, and then I remember four because four was the 3D one, wasn't it? And I remember we went. Yeah, to that was that the. Um, was that the one with the car crash? Uh, like the the yeah the derby the, or whatever. Or the, yeah, or the racetrack crash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because five is like a bridge apparently, and I can't yeah, remember that Yeah, it's a suspension bridge, which is pr- it has some crazy stuff happening in it. Like the, the all of the opening mm. scenes in those movies are crazy. Like the four and five was definitely more spectacle instead mm. of like this like combination of cool things. Like um, from what I remember, like the bridge is 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 just a bridge collapsing with a lot of people getting hurt. But like the the stuff about two and three in particular was the kind of invention behind people and you know mm. two two the most really but like that's why they kind of stuck out more but yeah i remember five i remember all of them being good yeah some of the kills in two are insane um like, oh it's yeah. so so awesome like, i love how much they bait you as well and kind of like they set up so many different things and you, you're trying to guess sort of what is yeah. the thing that's going to kill them and it's always the least thing you expect um, i think two is my favorite Two is really good, like in terms of the uh, the, the individual deaths. Obviously, only just watching one and two recently. Two has way better deaths. Um, mm. 
they really really upped it. obviously the opening scene of one is so good though um yeah but the opening scene of two man yeah like the, the, the franchise overall is obviously like fantastic every person that's ever seen a final destination movie now can't yeah. drive behind a lorry with lots of <laughs> yeah it's awesome like um, i will i will actively switch lanes like i will drive slower to my destination to get away from a log lorry <laughs> well they they just look so goddamn dangerous when you see them yeah. um but yeah, so obviously this news is that they are rebooting it. It's obviously awesome. Um, we're both very excited for this. Um, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Yeah, it's cool, man. I- I'm I'm really excited for this. Hopefully, it's it's you know next year or something. But yeah, it's really cool news. Um, this next one uh, is really interesting because it's kind of got a few layers as to why we're discussing it. Because um, it's not massively horror, and we don't really talk about the kind of game stuff anymore. Um, but the yeah, Uncharted yeah, movie. Right. Um, is kind of one that's been floated around for a very long time. Um, obviously, the Uncharted Bruce Campbell's of... playing Nathan Drake. <laughs> well, Sully is the talk, isn't it? I saw someone oh, I, say to him. Oh, I did hear that actually. Yeah, I, I mean, someone I said like to him on Twitter. Someone unconnected to the movie said to him on Twitter, and he said, "Yeah, I mean, Bruce isn't going to say no to any paying work. I mean, well, no, I'm pretty sure he said no, but you oh, know, really? they, that wasn't an official offer. So let's just hold our horses." Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, oh, so yeah, obviously he'll, he'll say no to any bands on Facebook. But if there's a paying gig, he's taking it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, have you seen what he's doing? Like his new thing? Oh, I don't even know, man. He's presenting like is it is it unsolved mysteries or or, or some, one of those? Oh no, no, it's um Ripley's Believe It or Not. Brilliant. Um, which was such a weird thing because like, I remember watching that as a kid and be like, oh, this is awesome. But now the internet exists, so you yeah. don't really need to look up weird shit. Like you can you can find that shit really easily. Yeah, uh, but I always appreciate a show that will do that for me yeah <laughs> and it's got bruce campbell um yeah yeah i'm in but let's just try and type i don't know how you've suddenly derailed an uncharted news story to bruce campbell but i respect it um <laughs> so, you're welcome yeah so uncharted obviously very dear to our hearts um mm. and you know they've been floating around this idea for a movie for for god knows how long obviously sony pictures um very much mm. different to sony uh video oh games department so um, different um yeah, I get, I get actively nervous when I see that logo at the start of a film now. Like, well, I, I get, get actively like, I know it's going to be shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, the, there really is like a couple, isn't there? That we, because I think we, we had this once. We looked at it. We looked it up. Yeah. And, and we found like, like one right or two. Of poop right now. <laughs> um, but what's weird about this is it's obviously, it's supposed to be like a young Nathan Drake starring Tom Holland, um, which nice. is like, I love Tom Holland, but he's not, he's the last person I'd pick to play Drake. And obviously he's supposed to be the young Drake. Um, obviously I guess kind of thinking of young Drake in the video games, he does remind me of Tom Holland, like adult. Would you want to see that as a movie though? Like the first time you see uncharted, it's just, that's always bizarre to me. And obviously this comes from the fact that he's a Sony actor. Like they pretty much have a contract with him and they were looking for his next project. Thank God he's in the one Sony movie that's not controlled by Sony. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. So it was, it was post the success of home. Homecoming. They were they were basically scouring, looking for his next project, and that was how they came up with this young Drake idea. Um, so again, God knows if this is going to happen. But the reason why we're talking about it right now is because it's got a newer director attached to it, um, and this new director is very exciting because it is one Dan Trachtenberg, who of course we last saw directing Ten Cloverfield Lane. Nice. Um, very sort of self-confessed uh big super uh video game fan he was um he's he kind of breakout uh thing before 10 cloverfield lane was he made this short portal movie on youtube <laughs> um, 
based upon obviously the portal video games. It was really awesome. I remember watching that before Ten Cloverfield Lane. Um, and then obviously, yeah, he hasn't done another feature since since his debut. Um, nice. So yeah, it's cool. Obviously, I like that he's attached because he's great. Um, whether or not this is ever going to be a thing or any or or, <laughs> or worth watching, who knows? Mm. Um, I still think this is never, ever, ever going to happen. I think a Metal Gear Solid movie is probably more likely, and even that's still highly unlikely. I am, um, um, you know, I wonder what um, listeners think. You know, that that like video games, and you know, it, do you feel like there's a need for these to be made into a movie? Because I feel like so many people have like a clamoring for these video games to be mm. made into movies, and I'm never like, oh, let's turn a movie into a song. You know, mm. I just think like, oh, this, you know, turn a picture into a movie. I just think like the the, the different forms. Like, yeah. I don't need a video game to be a movie. Like, yes, Uncharted does give me great story and everything else. But to be honest with you, there's not a video game that, that well, there's a very select few video games that I would want to watch someone play. And I know I'm mm. old, <laughs> but I'm not talking about like, um, Fortnite and that sort of thing. I'm talking about like a story based game. Like I don't want to sit and watch someone play Uncharted. I want to play yeah. Uncharted. And I just feel like, you know, th- th- there's no need for these games to be made into films. I'll enjoy the games and I'll enjoy watching films as two separate pastimes. The weird thing is people always want to try and pick these these uh, these video games for these movie adaptations which are mm. the most cinematic story driven games mm. and like you say they're already so similar but you get the added aspect of playing yeah. it so you're only taken away from the experience obviously if you're taking mm. something weird like you know, I'd just obviously... be like lemons I'd just be like lemons well that's the thing there's a day to day monotony of 9 to 5 <laughs> and eventually you commit suicide go obviously there, the, yeah, the weird spin offs like that like there's there's <laughs> Detective Pikachu coming out there's, oh, there's yeah. a Sonic movie like there's there's ones that are based upon that aren't story-driven games and that to me makes way more sense as opposed to like hey uncharted kind of looks like i mean obviously oh, for people that tell don't me know, tell me a movie i'm jazzed about detective <laughs> pikachu i mean we might have to do a special show on it on that task <laughs> for, for people that don't know uncharted is basically video game indiana jones yeah um, exactly. exactly we've already got what it. it is and so yeah it's kind of it's a weird full circle thing for them to try and copy it but yeah i don't know it's, it's a weird one like obviously i'd be excited because we love uncharted um but I'd yeah be... yeah don't get me wrong yeah yeah it's a weird one um yeah these next two are kind of not as interesting stories because the first two were very cool but um has a has a small kind of small update on polaroid <laughs> yes because i love yes. just bringing it up we, we um, will be watching it this year so apparently netflix are no longer gonna get it um that's the new update uh <laughs> come on shudder come on shudder <laughs> yeah basically it was reported a few months ago that netflix were trying to get a deal and then apparently the, the the latest report is yeah that's fell through that's not gonna happen um because it's getting a big theatrical run in <laughs> april there was rumors of it getting a sneak amazon release because someone spotted it on, <laughs> is that like, just amazon... because someone pirated it and sold yeah it i was to gonna amazon. say <laughs> i hope so but it, it was on amazon germany um and it was like scheduled for release like, a few weeks ago um brilliant I don't know if it actually came out or not. I haven't seen anyone talk about it. Um, no one, no one is talking about this movie except from us. Yeah, but I just thought that was funny. Um, so yeah, moving on to the last one. Um, again, this is like a, a nice little update on something we talked about a while ago. It was um, uh, Thomas Harris, obviously the creator of Silence of the mm-hmm. Lambs. Um, it was his first novel in 13 years is coming out this year. Um, oh, yeah. We, we kind of talked about it last year where we just had like a release date, um, which was May May 21st. So we kind of have a little bit more information about it now. Yeah, did um, we have a premise before or not? No, there was no premise or title or no. anything. Okay. Um, whereas yeah. there is, it's quite wordy here, so I'm not actually going to read it, but it's it's um it sounds cool. Um, it's It sounds like it's almost like a heist type thing where there's kind of these 
people trying to track down this money and all this stuff. So it's very different to obviously it's not, you know, close to like his previous work that he's most famous for. Mm. Um, but I thought it's worth mentioning if you want to kind of look it up, it's called Carrie Mora. Um, and yeah, it's still out obviously May 21st. And yeah, I think it's a pretty big deal that it's obviously his first kind of, it's his first overall novel since Hannibal Rising in 2006. Um, crazy. It's, it's apparently his first standalone novel since Black Sunday in 1975. Um, mm. so yeah, this guy is not the Stephen King. He's not pumping out. No, he's not prolific, is he? Because what we no. got there's the four Hannibal books, and then yeah, and then I assume a couple yeah, of spin-offs, which is obviously the no, last no, one. No, just the one, I think. What just the Black Sunday? Black Sunday. Yeah, I'm really? pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I read the Hannibal books, and Hannibal Rising wasn't out at the time, and I yeah. then tried to read Black Sunday, but it was about like war and blimps and stuff. All right. <laughs> um but yeah no this is i just thought this was cool so obviously it's something we might obviously talk about in the future because it's kind of both got us both got our interest um but yeah that was a nice little one and then yeah finally do you want to do you want a kind of not really hype train update well always uh, yeah we haven't is talked it, about is it, it confirmed while. for fright fest 2019 so not yet um Damn it. we can't break that news just yet um Damn it, guys. <laughs> when are we allowed to tell you I just thought this was funny because um, I'll, I'll try and pull the original uh, kind of Instagram post. There it is. So he, oh, so this, oh yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. This now. is originally this what funny. Rob posted, where he posted free images of himself um, behind the scenes on House of Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, and Free from Hell. Yeah. Um, and his caption was, "It took a while to complete the trilogy, but we did it." Um, and then he says, "Top pick," saying about where the, what they were shooting. Um, quite a fucking journey, to say the least. Um, so everyone kind of took that as, oh, it's done, you know? I mean, you hell. can understand why. Yeah. When like I he, saw the tweet, I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? He's obviously not done. Yeah, but, because he's, he, he said like he's it done. took a while to complete yeah. the trilogy, but yeah. we did it. Um, exactly. Not, you know, there's not really many ways you can take that. No. Um, but, but apparently. Then, <laughs> <laughs> then he clarified uh, about four days later. So folks seem confused by my post saying I completed my Rejects trilogy. I said the trilogy is complete, but the movie Free From Hell is not finished yet. Uh, <laughs> still got a couple of months of work left. It's getting there and it's fucking awesome. Um, yeah, so I mean, so, so, so it's not complete, Rob. It's not complete, no. It's not um, complete. That's that's not what complete means, Rob. Yeah, it's an interesting <laughs> just words. It's, not, it's not really, though, is it? Com- complete is a fairly, you know, clear <laughs> word, and he is not complete. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, wanted to I, would, just... I would I would, have a guess to say he's not even two and a half films complete right now. <laughs> I just want to read that last one again because I love his choice of words here. He says, so folks seem confused by my post saying I completed my Rejects trilogy. I said the trilogy was complete. So he's using that word twice. But the movie Free From Hell is not finished yet. Oh, not finished. So so is it complete? It's complete, but it's not finished. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, Rob, what are you doing to us, man? Look, everything's been filmed. It's complete. It's just not in the right order yet. Like... (laughs) It's complete. Uh, Define yeah. complete. Until, until the reshoots. Um, <laughs> yeah, this was an amazing he's story. Always I had to, to take I had it. Had. God damn it, Rob. Right, let's let's talk about a movie that was complete and we have seen, so we know it let's does do exist. It. Let's do let's it. Let's talk about Glass. So yeah, I mean, where do you even begin with this one? This is—I this is, I don't even know, man. 
this is a movie that has baggage to say the least um it's not yeah a movie this is that... a movie 19 years of making yeah if you just suddenly saw the poster and was like oh i like those actors that looks cool yeah. i'll go see it um you need to know the i like bruce willis this. and samuel L. jackson in 2019 <laughs> and you are a crazy person but <laughs> um listen we'll get to that all right don't don't just jump Sorry. to the lead um <sighs> But yeah, obviously, um, for people that have no idea, for some unknown reason, this is the end of a trilogy. Um, yeah. The first being Unbreakable back in 2000, um, and then the fabulous Split in 2016. Um, Our third favourite movie that year? Oh, I know. It, it says 2016 on, on bloody thingy. It's, it's clearly clearly 2017. 2017, um, yeah. Our third favourite movie, was it? Uh, no, it wasn't that high. It was Ooh. our seventh. Um, oh, really? <laughs> Yes, um, it, that, that just goes year, to show you, I was going to say, um, because I already <laughs> I know. I thought it was top five. Well, no, because I know our top three. It was Get Out, um, Get, that is completely messed get, up, Get, get out. out, It, and uh, Happy Death Day, oh. um, which of course oh. all kind of have follow-ups this year, which is very so interesting. So it wasn't, oh yeah, because I was thinking it was the year before, but obviously it was the beginning of that year. Yeah, it was. It was it January would have been 2017. Three. It would have been, it would have been top three in 2016. Oh yes, it would have been very, very high. Um but yeah, obviously Split was an incredible movie. Mm-hmm. Obviously, again, this is kind of a minefield of spoilers. Um, but we're not yeah. going to remotely talk about Glass just yet. But the kind of no. from this point on, we're going to talk about an Unbreakable and Split in any sort of spoilery fashion. Yeah, um, yeah, they're on they're on the table. Like, so, yeah, for people that don't know, movies are on yeah. the table um split is obviously a wonderful movie in its own right but yeah kind of the twist of that movie the kind of little stinger at the end was that it was kind of set within the universe of unbreakable um yeah what that meant at the time we didn't really know it was a very much just a weird like oh here's bruce willis in a bar um you know it wasn't the most interesting ending you know i loved split in its own right and then this was yeah. a cool little kind of thing no the ending it was just movie. yeah it was just like an event the end of an avengers movie and you're like oh look thanos like yeah. it was just kind of like okay that's the thing but, but it was it was cool that he'd done that, um, and mm. it was something that he'd kind of. So the way this all stems from, obviously, Unbreakable. Um, when he first did Unbreakable, he had this idea of the Horde. Um, is when he came up with this character with multiple personalities, and as he was writing the script for Unbreakable at the time, he just couldn't fit in this character because he had so much already going on. Um, so mm. it was something that he already had the kind of the start of that idea, like. 15 years prior which is insane um and kind of incubated it until he finally had it for split um and it's kind of wild in terms of the behind the scenes because yeah he has different production companies um yeah this is crazy um so like touchstone uh, pictures i think was kind of originally what it was with that was owned by disney at the time mm. um and then recently it's universal isn't it and kind of like mm. bloom house and a few others so it was really like i don't know how he's managed to do it because i also know going forward and we'll kind of discuss this post glass um but he owns the rights to this franchise um which yeah, is really awesome. crazy yeah. um so like obviously because you know if the movie does extremely well for example they're gonna want to make a sequel but you know well, does he actually... just own the rights to the name glass and well, no, i think he owns like a movie characters. with <laughs> yeah i think he owns like all of the names and everything oh we haven't got any child's play shit going on then no hopefully not um but yeah it's, i think it's awesome like in this day and age you never see the creators no, the just hold on to their ips um so it's really cool but yeah obviously this is very uh a weird kind of intro to this movie but yeah this is yeah. all these years in the making it's it's tying it all together obviously if you've seen the poster it is the main three you know our two leads from unbreakable returning bruce willis and samuel L. jackson um, uh, and then obviously the amazing james mcavoy returning also other characters as well 
Yeah, um, got, yeah, I was going to say you got Anna Taylor Toy, uh, Taylor Toy, Taylor Joy. <laughs> yeah, from, Casey uh, from Split. Split. Yeah. Um, you've got obviously the Bruce Willis's son returning um, yeah. from Unbreakable, which is really cool. Um, and then obviously the new introduction, which is Sarah Paulson's character, which is entirely yeah. new to the film. Um, mm. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I mean, do you want to try and give us a Yeah, box? I mean... Very hard I, without spoiling anything. <laughs> well, I feel like we probably, in the, the trailers, show you very much where bulk of this yeah, movie they show is you, there. yeah, 100%. So, I'm going to talk about... The, so if you don't first, want to know anything... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to talk about the first 10 minutes of the movie, mm. um, which basically sets things up, um, yeah. which is basically... Um, we we joined like what, mere weeks after Split? Yeah, yeah, we're basically joined... It's hard three to weeks? tell how much time has passed, really, because... I think it's three weeks. Because Casey, who, who um, Anna Taylor-Joy's character, um, is back at school and seems like pretty okay with things, but she is in like a foster home now and stuff. So mm. definitely a jump in time has happened. Um, they, but they we, did we, we three weeks at the start. Did they? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we get instantly introduced to the James McAvoy character, the Horde character. What's his name? Joseph? Uh, no, oh, Kevin, Kevin Wendell, Wendell Crumb. Crumb. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's basically got some more girls um, held captive for cheerleaders, um, high school cheerleaders held captive. Um, and basically kind of the, along the same lines of split plot, really, the the horde is, well, not the horde, the beast is coming to get them, basically. And that's like the, the, the build up of that. And we get introduced almost to like a greatest hits of the characters, you know, from the first film, mm. um, kind of... Um, yeah, like Patricia, Dennis, and Hedwig are kind of the main three, and you get those straight away. Um, and then we quickly get introduced to Bruce Willis again, playing David Don, who is still all this time has been the vigilante. Um, what, what what was his name? I can't remember what they called him now. But anyway, you know, he, he's the vigilante that's going sorry, around. Um, Bruce Willis. David Don, yeah. What was uh, his, the overseer? The overseer, thank you. I knew it was something cool. Um and he's basically now with his um, grown-up son, uh, who basically, like, he's he's the tech guy. He's on the headset talking to him, uh, telling him what to do. And Bruce Willis is still trying to catch these kind of bad guys and put people, you know, um, stand up for the little man, really, is what he kind of does. Mm. You know, he doesn't kind of go after big things. It is just look he's after Spider-Man. the little guy. Yeah, he's Spider-Man. He's basically <laughs> Bruce Willis Spider-Man. Um, and... Yeah, he basically crosses paths. He is trying to find these four cheerleaders and crosses paths with um, Kevin Crumb. And uh, they end up, as they kind of first meet, and you have this kind of brief confrontation between the two of them, the police turn up and arrest the pair of them, um, or all 20-odd of them, however you want Mm. to (laughs) define it. And um, they get taken to a um, kind of facility where they're, they're basically being vetted for kind of almost like their sanity to see whether they can stand trial and how they will be tried because mm-hmm. they believe, obviously, Kevin, you know, very much split personality disorder, but then obviously with David Dunn believing he's this superhero vigilante that can't be hurt, mm. we get introduced to Sarah Paulson's character who's um, uh, a doctor that's basically trying to establish can she get these people to stop believing that they're these superheroes and just admit that they're normal people? And that's mm. kind of the, you know, the, the giant chunk of the movie is them in this facility then. Um, and kind of Sarah kind of dealing with, you know, the two of them playing them off against each other and, and ultimately trying to um, get to a conclusion. I think it's something like four days she has or something to, to mm. get them to kind of 
to, to write this report as to kind of what their you know mental condition is really and it's it's kind of all about them in the in the the, the, the hospital for, for a giant chunk of the movie um and yeah i think that's about as far really um like i say it, it spoils a little bit but there's nothing that like the trailers very much show them in that facility and i think yeah you know, the, the bulk of this conversation needs to be the meat of that part of the movie um yeah. really and kind of because this movie is a very different movie to split and unbreakable mm. and split and unbreakable are very different to each other as well like he yeah. has made three completely different movies that all tie together yeah um and you know if we were reviewing the you know we would have never reviewed unbreakable for this for this uh show i don't think yeah. and then you know this in isolation we probably wouldn't review either mm. um you know it split was the one that was the horary one and then kind of you know, the, but they all just kind of blend into each other. Um, and of, well, this one kind of blends them all really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Especially I mean, M night as well, obviously he's very much a genre director. Yeah. Um, obviously he dabbles more in sometimes fantasy. Yeah, sometimes thriller, we, we sometimes do. More yeah. Obviously he, he is an, whenever he is, is attached to the, to a project, we will see what that project is. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah I mean, do, you want, do you want to go or do you want me to go? Yeah, I can go. I mean, it's so difficult to where to begin with this movie because, like I say, there's so much going on. Um, I really liked the intro a lot. I think that it's. Um, I was surprised that they just ju- like they jump in. Um, yeah, I was completely expecting, and I was kind of blown away that they didn't do it. Um, especially because of the whole comic book thing. Like, I was expecting a you know comic book strip opening um, with them telling sort of the story so far. Um, yeah. because there's so much going on. With yeah, because I've probably not seen stuff. Unbreakable for like five or six years. <laughs> yeah, like there's, there's so much minutiae as well with that film. Like obviously if people know who like David Dunn is or who Mr. Glass is, but it's, this movie ties everything together. Like every small yeah. thing from Unbreakable, whether it's the overseer's ability where he has to brush across people and he gets a vision, whether it's- Yeah, I'd like, forgotten that. <laughs> yeah, whether his, obviously his one weakness is water because of his childhood, um, all of these different things. Or obviously the twist as well with obviously Mr. Glass was kind of, he's basically a terrorist you know he was he was doing all these terrorist attacks trying to create a superhero to his supervillain um, mm. that's kind of the big reveal at the end of unbreakable and yeah all of those things are so important in glass and if you don't know any of those you really will start to lose track of this movie um, so i kind of think they do it a little bit of a disservice like i'm lucky because i've kind of like put in the time prior to this um and kind of re- reminded myself of all the storylines but yeah i don't know why this movie didn't open with a comic book strip of the story so far um yeah because it, it doesn't make it accessible at all like you, no. you see a lot of these movies that come out that try to shy away and say like oh you can just watch this movie you know yeah. and kind of yes it's called fast and the furious seven or whatever but like it's fine and mm. but like you know th- this yeah, one is just like that. nope nope like you need to watch these two movies that are 20 years apart from each other to, to yeah. understand this one which is ballsy and i i really appreciate it yeah, like he knows, like that's kind of what his agenda is. As soon as you start yeah. watching it, it was like he fr- he immediately throws you. Obviously, James Mac- James McAvoy's the Horde character, and um, Bruce Willis is David Dunn, and and I like how immediately they're aware of each other. Like as soon mm. as we see David yeah, Dunn, his main role is he he's aware of the Horde, obviously because we obviously Casey survived the end of Split, and so they kind of his his atrocities have been. Um, unveiled to the news media but then obviously mm. he goes missing and then obviously more girls are going missing so in the in the kind of three week gap you can kind of fill it in where yeah he's just continued doing what he was doing before um and obviously david is now aware of that and is trying to stop him and so it mm. immediately be- comes to the kind of conclusion that you want of these two characters you know our hero and our villain um yeah and i really movies. thought that would be more of a you know 
conclusion of the movie or, yeah. or kind of at least conclusion of like an hour in or something. But yeah, we get that in the first 10 minutes, which is cool. Yeah, it's, it's super surprising. Because, yeah, like early on, again, this is, <clears throat> this is spoilers if you want to consider it, but this is the first 10 minutes of the movie, is that David, yeah, it kind of with the help of his son, um, and it was amazing to see the actual actor return 19 years later. Oh, that was, was cool. So cool. That was um, cool especially because they use they use a lot of different footage from unbreakable in this movie mm. and you see him as a child and photos and all that stuff i think it's all like it's so effective when you know it's the same guy yeah um, but yeah kind of early on david dunn has gone to this like warehouse facility um and you kind of think like oh is he gonna like i thought we would maybe see um the horde and kind of walk past him but maybe they wouldn't get that touch and you'd be like oh it's so close and then that would yeah. be like a mid-act thing whereas no immediately he sees that he sees the horde he gets that touch you know he sees that he's got the girls kidnapped and then you're like oh my god this is going you know yeah. this is game time going for it straight away yeah, and, and i respected that so much and yeah i really enjoyed all the opening scenes um obviously until you get to kind of the main bulk and even as someone who's avoided the promotion or tried to at the very least um i'd already seen the image of you know those three together in an yeah asylum. those three in a room with sarah paulson yeah so you kind of know so like as soon as they got rested i was like oh that's cool because at least i now know like i knew that was going to happen anyway so i'm glad that's yeah. not a final act thing um yeah, i'm glad exactly. that that's the bulk of this movie because yeah everything else i didn't know what the hell was going to happen um like overall when it was in the facility um when it goes out of the facility like i was riveted throughout i was I was so fascinated with the characters um mm. really drawn in with what was happening because i really didn't know where this movie was going to go like it could it could no. go so many different ways and i really liked how they keep teasing all these different threads that they don't really go down and you're like god what is going to happen um because a lot of this movie is just talking it's yeah. just characters sitting in rooms talking and i could easily see how someone could find this super boring um to me i just found it so fascinating and, and was so enthralled and interested with what the characters were saying um i think it helps obviously that i love these characters so much like they've done such mm. a good job of these portrayals and the, the cast overall like obviously we're going to talk about james a lot because he is the standout he is by far the best thing in it um but everyone i thought was brilliant like the the supporting cast was so good um we we had so many kind of reservations going in about bruce willis and samuel L. jackson <laughs> in 2019 um which mm. i think 100 percent justified um and yeah i thought yeah they, we've seen him act the last few years yeah exactly um <laughs> But we, I thought they were so well used by M Night in terms of they yeah. were not overused. You know, they're they're very minimal. I've already seen a few complaints, and we'll kind of get to how divisive this movie's been. But like, a few people being like, "Well, Bruce Willis is barely in it," and yada yada. I'm like, "Yeah, this is great. Like, this is the exact amount yeah. I wanted those two actors." And when you've when you've got James McAvoy given like one of the all time great acting performances, yeah. let let him go with it. Like, 100%. his portrayal, like when um. So, like, in the facility, they've figured out that, like, strobe lighting makes him switch personalities. Yeah. And so, kind of, like, if if the That's beast really ever, cool. it ever turns up, they can quickly hit the strobe lighting and get rid of him. Um, and so, there's a scene where he kind of runs at this lighting and changes characters, like, probably ten times in the space of, like, a two- or three-minute window. Yeah. And you get to see, like, so many different characters. And just... Yeah, loads of new ones that weren't in split. The, yeah, the way his complete... Like, his whole body changes, his mannerisms obviously like the accent and just his face changes i'm like yeah. every time you know what he's going for it's so impressive like i could just watch that for like a feet you know a feature yeah yeah he's a joke how good he is like he's embarrassing in terms of how good of an actor he is mm. like i watch this and i'm just like and, and i really do think he's which better. made us even more scared though with bruce willis and yeah. samuel l jackson like even when they're with like good actors let alone this guy 
Well, that's the thing, like you say, because when we've seen that and we've called that in so many different things recently where it's like you yeah. have one amazing actor and it makes everyone look bad. And he, he it felt like he really raised everyone. And mm. yeah, Sarah Paulson, you know, she's kind of hit or miss for me. Um, I yes, love her in this. thought she was really, really good. Um, particularly her character, um, because I really had a problem with the psychologist character in Split. Um, mm. It was 100% needed for that movie to split up the, the kind of the action. Um, but I just didn't like it. I didn't like the way it was portrayed and what she was kind of trying to say about people with that disorder. Whereas immediately Sarah Paulson's character, I was attached to her. I knew what she was doing. Um, she is kind of the the cement to the three characters, because even though what they give you in the trailer is this kind of showdown between the three, a lot of this movie, they're separate. Mm. Um, you don't really get many scenes where they're interacting with each other. And again, I liked that because I like yeah. it. It's, it's, you look forward to those moments like, Oh shit, this is actually them face to face. Um, cause a lot of the time Sarah is that, you know, the, the in between as it were, she's the one that's kind yeah, of, yeah, she's interviewing one and then the playing them off each against each other and telling each other things about the other one and that sort of thing. Definitely. Um, and also, also a positive point. Samuel L. Jackson doesn't speak for like an hour of this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is again, cool. You know, not just, not just because we were worried about him, but I do no, like it builds to something. Cause I started joke, talking, but, thinking, yeah. does he even talk in this movie? Yeah. But then like, yeah, it, it was effective and done really well. I thought. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously we're kind of going into the overall thoughts now. Like it, it, this movie definitely has issues. Um, there's a couple of line deliveries that are a bit odd. Um, there's definitely a couple of lines of dialogue that are written that are very heavy handed. Um, and it's more in the final third as well. When it, when he's really trying to hammer home the whole superhero thing, um, mm. it starts to become a little bit meta where characters are saying, you know, this is the epic conclusion with the hero. And it, and it is mostly glass, Mr. Glass that's saying these lines. Um, and they are some of the le- my least favorite of the film um you know it definitely when he gets more wordy was when i was least interested in the movie um, yeah but overall i i loved this movie like i was in it for the ride i d- at no point did it ever drag kind of it's no. one of those movies where it's it's a bang on two hours and i could have easily had it longer i was never thinking like oh i can't believe this scene's going on for too long um i just overall i loved what he'd done in terms of juggling these characters because you kind of look at it as one of these ensemble movies where he just has so much going on and like i wondered if like oh you know what's the point of bringing back bruce willis's son if he's not going to get yeah. to get his lines in well, and like he does, Anna or Taylor Casey. Joy was the yeah. big one yeah casey like but she I has a moment yeah yeah when, when she's on the screen which is very limited but when she's on it it's so effective and she has when she has her moment with, with kevin yeah mm. it's so good um i think yeah for me like i i I 100% really enjoyed this movie. Uh, thought, yeah, I, I same as you. I absolutely loved it and was just thoroughly entertained. But I can see that this is split opinion. See what I did there? Yeah. See what I did there? <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, there I are certain things that are undefendable. See why. And if you weren't in for that ride, I could see you being bored yeah. and not into it and then not enjoying the conclusion and actually hating this movie. This is, mm. this is such a – I mean, it's an M. Night movie. But yeah, like exactly. this is this is like a massive one because you've got to first of all like two of his previous movies, yeah, and then you have to like the third one. And most people are fifty fifty on his movies, regardless. So actually, mm. have like all three as home runs is a, is a difficult thing. Yeah, but for me, they all are. And oh, yeah, I, I you know I love this one. Um, but yeah, I do. I didn't. I, it, it's such a weird one because that's the thing. Like what he did worked for me. Whenever I 
whenever I uh, like I've thought about how we're going to talk for it for the show, talk about it for the show and stuff. And like when I do start to think about it deeply, parts do break down, but I just enjoyed the ride so mm. much and like the overall conclusion, you know, I enjoyed and, um, you know, that that's enough for me. Um, I kind of feel like, um, one of my biggest, and it's, it's mild spoilery, but I, I think, I think I can skirt around it. And that's the kind of the, the movie itself kind of talks quite a lot about like an epic conclusion and kind of this mm. big confrontation. And then kind of when you get it, it really, it really isn't that it's really scaled back. And kind of when I was in the movie, it, I remember thinking like, shit, it's all kicking off right now what's going on and then mm. like when it and then when it does kind of all kind of play out there i was kind of left wanting that big epic scale kind of battle you know that you, that you kind of expect from these superhero movies and um you know he kind of sold us that that was going to happen and then just said nope mm. and like i'm like well of course it's bloody m night he's always going to tell us something and give us something else but yeah that's so clearly did, intentional isn't yeah. it like he really wants oh, you to yeah. think you're going to have that battle but I, did, but, I, but I wanted it, man. I wanted it. <laughs> and I didn't get it. So, like, you know, if, if he gives the thing There's that like he needs to There's like 10 Marvel do, movies out this year. You can just watch one of those instead. I know. I can't wait, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, like, um, yeah, you, you just, you, you know, I don't think you can really give him a pass for saying that's like, uh, you know, it's clever and that. Because I do kind of think, actually, if he hadn't have kind of promised so much, I would have been more in the, the the more scaled back version but i kept thinking to myself oh when this ends then it will all kick off proper and mm. kind of like you know i i do feel a little bit disappointed by that but but overall like i say i i really enjoyed this one it's um but it is such a hard one to actually like talk about for for every everyone else because i think everyone's opinion is different on it yeah yeah, this is one of those ones where like it's so hard to recommend because you mm. need to have you need to be invested. Obviously, going into this, like I, yeah, I if like you're invested, it. you don't need to recommend, you know. Exactly. So it's just kinda... Like M Night overall, his career is so fascinating because mm. obviously we're starting with such a big hit with the Sixth Sense. Um, and it's kind of crazy that Unbreakable with this second movie because yeah. at the time that really felt like, oh yeah, he hasn't nailed it as much. But like as more time's gone on, I really feel like that has been revered so much and is like probably his best movie now in terms of like overall fan opinion. Mm. Um, but then obviously it kind of goes all over the place. But the, th the thing is about M Night is like, yeah, he has some stinkers, but like a lot of directors do. Um, yeah. and people just seem to focus on the happening and the, and the kind of the crap movies. But like this trilogy to me is so strong and uh, yeah it's definitely my three favorites of his let alone the fact that he's got the visit and signs and the village which i think are all great films as well yeah. but like this trilogy to me is his crown achievement because they're all so different they're all thoroughly enjoyable in their own right but then they also kind of have this this different thing like especially this movie because this movie could not exist if it wasn't for these two great standalone movies um no i know it's, so, my, it's such a weird thing you yeah know it's, I mean? it shouldn't this movie should never have kind of been able to exist let alone you know that was our kind of our biggest fear going in was we were just like how is he ever going to pull this off and yeah. the fact that he actually did and it was entertaining is kind of crazy to me um like the biggest compliment i can give this movie is that i think it's a really great sequel to both films i think if you're a fan of either of them yeah. either split or unbreakable seeing the return of both characters obviously yeah you split won't feel shortchanged yeah split is way more recent um but even if you just liked unbreakable and split really wasn't for you you'll get to see david dunnigan and you'll get to see mr glass again and it's thoroughly enjoyable yeah. um, and, and, and they both give great 
you know, accounts for their characters again. Yeah, they're not just like throwaway because um, James McAvoy and, and Kevin Crum is around. Like, and likewise, Kevin doesn't play you know third wheel to those two. You know, the three mm. of them do blend in really well, and you get you get a satisfying amount of both of the you know both of the previous films. Definitely, when we were talking kind of recently in our best of. Um, we have a category for best sequel slash remake. And we were <laughs> yeah. we were talking about that because you know Unfriended was very high on our list, and we did not have it in that category because yeah, to us it was like it was only obviously a name alone, and it had nothing to do with it. Mm. Um, kind of a weird example, but like coming to this movie with Glass, this to me is like the quintessential what I love from a sequel is like if you love what became before it, you're gonna love this because it's it's more of it, it's a continuation of it, but it retroactively makes those other films better. Like I can't wait to now rewatch Unbreakable and Split again post glass. Yeah, I need to go pick up the Blu-ray. Of, I kind of know what the why. Well, I'm just gonna wait for the trilogy now because I can't wait. But like. I, I mean, I've already I, got split. <laughs> I love the idea now of like kind of looking back on Unbreakable and we now know kind of like the train and the history and the character and where it's going to go. And, and, and like mm. I say, I really do think this movie has made those even better. Like Unbreakable and Split were obviously amazing anyway. I think Glass makes them even better. And that's yeah. kind of the best compliment I could give this movie. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's really, really, really strong. I, I'm so surprised. Like we, we kind of talked believe, about it. Yeah, this, seeing a movie this strong for for us that like we absolutely loved so mm. early on, I'm already like, wow. Like it is really st- like we we obviously saw the couple of Netflix releases that released yeah. at the end of last year, and we were our first couple of movies of the year, and kind of. We we enjoyed them both, but mm. you know, were, were you know they had distinct low points and definitely aren't something that we're we're getting too excited about. But like this is going to be in my mind, and you know already I'm thinking like, well, the, the year end list, like yeah. what what movies like this is the benchmark now. Like what movies are better than this? Yeah, that's the thing. Like obviously we've we've seen this so early on. Obviously the way we kind of view it for the show is we obviously compare it throughout the year and kind of get a feel for how the year is going. And obviously it's super bizarre seeing this as like the first movie because like you say you can almost compare it to nothing. Um so in my mind I'm already thinking back to like last year and kind of yeah. like where would this be? You know, it's it's difficult. Like in my mind I'm like this would be high. This would be very high, but I I genuinely don't know um, because obviously it's a completely different year. Um, But as we kind of discussed at the start of the show as well, like the 2017 was such a high point for us. Like we loved those movies so much. Mm. Um, Split was ranked the lowest of the kind of the movies we was excited for at number seven. And this is already so strong. Um, Like the bar for 2019 has been set so high now. Um, and then yeah. the other three that have kind of kind of got follow-ups obviously it chapter two is a direct sequel happy death day to you is a direct sequel and then we've crazy isn't it jordan peele's new movie and those three movies were our top three of 2017 crazy so, like this is the bar now like will they keep- and we have a rob zombie flick exactly which is insane as well and obviously it's a sequel to like my favorite american horror movie of all time so it's, i think um it's yeah crazy. i wonder with like because i um glass but like looking at my looking at our last year top 10 i I don't know whether it would break top five for me still oh really like because yeah like i just love all of those movies but who knows like it's just we're we're comparing great shit to great shit like which is which the fact that we're already in this place you know in 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 january talking about this movie is great yeah definitely it hangs it hangs with the top 10 list which is which is cool man oh yeah for sure long may continue 
Yeah, and it's just such a surprise, like I say, because we we were kind of like middling in the in the weeks coming up to this. We were obviously excited. Like I remember when we saw Split, and then it was kind of like the month after. Yeah, and I had said, you know, it's Glass. It's coming in 2019. It's going to tie them all together. Like he he said all of this two years ago, mm. um, and and this is the combination. It's finally out, and the fact that I I'd, I'd got to the point that I was it. sick of it. Yeah. Like I was sick of the trailers. I was sick of like seeing Sarah Paulson's character with the three of them in that in that like um uh facility just kind of I, I was so done with that and just thought, oh my god, it's just gonna be so cheesy and mm. was really like I was more excited about going because this was our first cinema film and we've not been to the cinema for a while like yeah. i was kind of thinking oh, i feel like this one's gonna be a bit of a you know disappointment but then it, it just it hit it for me yeah. which is you know which is all you you know like i say I miss for a lot of people but um you know if, you, if you're in for the ride you know if you, if you like the first two you've got to check this one out and see which side of the fence you're on yeah definitely um so i guess before we go into spoilers quickly there was just one other thing um that i wanted to bring up was that i thought the soundtrack was so strong in this movie um it, it was something that was really noticeable especially in a more grounded movie when like you say it is mostly just mm. characters talking in rooms and so the the soundtrack and the score is something that really jumps out um and i loved that it. it was kind of a combination of all the movies there are moments when the yeah. theme is playing there's moments when it's more split heavy and then there's all this new stuff as well like i thought it was awesome it was one of my yeah, favorite so sound in films i've seen in a very long time um well it did because like i didn't even like realize that i had like musical cues associated to those two movies yeah. so much especially because like not having seen unbreakable for a while but like mm. the second it started to play i was like oh shit like yeah. and so i yeah i feel like that's the thing it's it was it was subtle but you still understood what he was doing and it really you know kind of you watch one of these avengers movies and like the avengers theme starts to play and you just know it so well by now yeah. you know you hear jaws music but like you know you're not i didn't i didn't realize and the same with split i never really thought of it having its own sound but yeah mm. you're right the second you kind of hear it in the background kind of um yeah i really i really enjoyed as well before we get into like full spoilers um like seeing casey's character back was the one mm. that i was really unsure of because i kind of felt like she had full circle yeah and i really thought like is she going to be this throwaway character is she going to be a victim again like is kevin wendell crumb going to be trying to you know right the wrong and get her um mm. You know what? What is going to happen with with her? And um, I really liked what they did with her character. I yes, thought I she made perfect sense. She, um, you know, her portrayal of it was really good and really strong. And um, I, she, she's she's really good, man, isn't she? Like, I really yeah. hope that she sticks around in the genre and does more stuff because pretty much everything I've seen her in, even when it's stuff you know that, that I'm not super into, I, I think she smashes it. And so. Um, yeah, I wonder if what she's got coming up. Like, yeah, I, I really liked her character. Like, say going into mm. it, she was the one where I loved her arc for it split so much and it was yeah. so strong. And it was kind of like going forward, yeah, especially when you're bringing back David Dunn and you're bringing back Mr. Glass. Like, it would make sense to go and she would be the one that would get dropped. Um, yeah, and and even though there it was a very open ended, that was one of the only parts of Split really where with her ending and kind of the story we'd learned about her uncle and everything, we really didn't know what was going to happen at the end of that movie. Um, and so I love that they really give you set, like closure in this movie. Mm. It's very subtle as well. There's only a few lines of dialogue where they really reference it. Um, but it really, it really hits. Yeah. It was so strong. And like you say, her acting was like, obviously her and James back and forth. That was what made split. And the little, the glimpses of that, the moments that you get mm. in this movie again, are so goddamn strong. And it just reminds you how good split was. And again, they are so strong as actors. Um, 
yeah, like I say, the whole cast, man. Like this is one of the best ensemble casts I've seen for a genre movie in God knows how long. Where, like, since Haunted of Hill House, definitely, where there was like so mm. many strong acting performances. Obviously, James is the but best. Even even They're like the great. names, though, like the level of names involved, and for mm. them all to hit and be effective. Yeah. Like I've like never said, known anything. Talking about like yeah. I loved Bruce, like Bruce Willis's son's character. I thought he was so well used yeah. and was like really. It would be so like to bring him back after all these years. It would be easy to kind of shoehorn him in scenes that it wouldn't make sense and really try and make him like be a big deal. But he was used so subtly and brilliantly. I just I thought yeah. The only it. the only character was like Elijah's mum. Yeah, felt like kind of add on to have like the third one. Definitely, uh, yeah. it really felt like they they needed yeah, one you each, had, didn't they? Th- yeah, so they had one each, and in like she was the one that was really like not not needed. Mm. Um, but yeah, I thought his son was really fascinating because kind of like him being the protege and this kind of tech guy that was helping him out, and how they ran the, the security store together, but had this secret like. <laughs> You know what their their real job was their nightlife and kind of you know the, the the crime fighting and kind of yeah like I I would have watched more of that as a movie to be honest. Oh yeah, I love that so much because what was great about Unbreakable was like as that movie's progressing and his son kind of finds out his dad is a superhero, yeah. he he starts to test himself and be like you know because he wants to be his sidekick, he wants to be yeah. Robin to his Batman, and so he starts doing some crazy dangerous shit yeah. that doesn't work out. Yeah. And they they start to hint like I like how obviously at the start of this movie he has become like the Oracle. You know, he is very much I'm going to use my brain and my smarts. I'm not going to be an idiot and start fighting people in the street. Um, but then as this movie progresses, I really started to think like, oh, are they going to make him David Dunn 2.0 um, hmm. especially because there's one really cool scene again super subtle where he's just at school and he's watching a bunch of guys bench press in the corner yeah. and it's such a nice callback to the scene in Unbreakable when his dad is like benching all this insane weight and they just keep adding weight and adding weight and the, that's one of the first scenes when you realise like oh shit David has some abilities hmm. um, and I loved that I just thought it was so many nice little throwbacks to the movie yeah. like, it's so well made Ned. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I guess we like. I don't really have too much to say. Spoilery, obviously. We can talk about the end. No, we've we've got we've got a question coming up. Yeah, kind of wrap up our talk on it, and maybe that will just go into our real spoiler talk and kind of how this movie concludes is kind of leaked into the question, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, just another thing as well. This seems to have done really well in the box office, which makes me super happy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, Split it's, destroyed, didn't it? Yeah, it's it's tracking just above Split so far. It's obviously really? even, it hasn't wow. even been out a week yet. But yeah, just above. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't think it would hit Split Heights. Yeah, well, this split did incredibly well. I think Split only had like a nine million dollar budget, which again, right, very small yeah. these days. This has a twenty, which again is not massive. No, um, so it is limited. And I definitely think, like I say, when you get into those action set pieces towards the end, it does start to feel a little bit limited. Um, yeah, until he can't really do exactly what he wanted to do. Um, but yeah, I'm super happy to see this movie do well. Um, Damn right. But yeah, we'll go into spoilers now. Big old spoiler alert if you haven't seen this movie already, which I, I guess Big I would highly recommend that you do. If you Hell like yeah. Unbreakable or Split, it's a no-brainer to go see Glass. Um, but yeah, obviously, the ending was really bizarre for me because as it slowly started to kind of transpire, um, obviously there's a big troll that happens where you think they're going to go to this big powerful new building and have this big exactly um and it just doesn't happen and then like you say once they're fighting outside the asylum you start to realize like is this the precursor to the final battle or is this the yeah. final battle and because well, our characters kind of escape like glass and um escape together yeah and then you kind of think like oh well don is gonna break out and then go after him and suddenly yeah. they're both in the car park together you're like holy mm. shit like, are they going to, does he know the other ones are there? Like, <laughs> definitely. And especially because like, I obviously I wasn't 
ever aware of the runtime in, in terms of it dragging but i was definitely no, aware of there's only 15 minutes left and they haven't even got yeah. to the to the building yet and so i was kind of like are they teasing another movie like what's going on yeah here? i really thought um, they could tease for another and so yeah when it when it does happen and it's over fairly quickly and especially the way it ends i was really shocked like i couldn't believe that all three of them died in the space of a mm. few minutes that was so mm. shocking to me like really didn't see that coming and kind of i didn't know how i felt like i was actually depressed kind of watching yeah. it where i was really sad i was like oh i can't believe this is how they're gonna end it it's just they're all gonna die um and was really kind of bummed out especially with the kind of the whole heel turn thing where which didn't really feel like they earned it it felt like a little bit cheap where it was just like oh suddenly this age has come and kill them all um yeah it's never been mentioned in any of the previous movies like if that had been no because like when spread. when um when kevin got shot and yeah. um you reveal the sniper with the with the clover tattoo yeah. and i'm like fuck should have watched unbreakable that was my <laughs> yeah. first thought i was like this this fucking guy is obviously an unbreakable guy that i've forgotten about mm. and then like when it started to unpack more and i was like no no this is just not a this is not a thing um mm. Because I kind of enjoyed the fact that Don never touched Sarah Paulson's character. And like yeah. when he did touch her, I really thought that was going to be the cool reveal. And it yeah. kind of, it, it was the attempt at a cool reveal, but, but wasn't what I wanted it to be. Yeah. You know, it showed her as the heel turn, but it just wasn't, it wasn't a, a hit you in the face scene. It was quite mm. subdued and almost like, what's going on? Who are these guys? What? And then it kind of flashes back and she's like, now, you know, I'm like, no, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't know anything. Um, it was unclear in the reveal. God knows, but I don't. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, so you like going to restaurants where people all look like they know each other and have the same tattoo? I'm like, so yeah. <laughs> like that um, was. It was very strange watching it because I was kind of like, mm. is this just how it's going to end now? They're just all yeah. dead. This unknown organization has killed them all, and that's but, it. Yeah. Um, and so, kind of as it then goes into the kind of the twist, I guess. Um, yeah, the ultimate twist, glass but, kind of. Yeah, the, the, the master plan. I did like that. I thought that was a nice attempt. You I know. I really enjoyed saw kind of flashbacks they're like the security cameras like, mm. there are over 100 security cameras in this and she's like has a, has a copy been made and he's like oh, <laughs> this should not be possible and i was like dun, 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 mm. dun. and i was just like proper in for that and i i don't yeah i don't know how i feel about the characters dying because i have no real feelings towards glass at all uh you know he felt expendable in this movie and felt like he was probably going to die in this movie for me. Kind of mm. like his character being so weak and fragile. Um, well, especially like, he is by far the least, you know, we're not talking about yeah. the actor or the character, but he is a terrorist. Yeah. Like he is the bad yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly. He is a baddie. You know, he, yeah, like, you know, Bruce Willis is your hero. Samuel L. Jackson is your baddie. And uh, McAvoy is somewhere in between, like depending yeah. on which character he is. Yeah. So kind of like you want Don to live because he's your hero and you want redemption for Kevin because ultimately mm. kind of the horde, you know, Kevin is the overwhelming personality that should be present. And kind of you see these glimpses with Casey of Kevin coming back to the forefront and kind of when he has that emotional scene with her where she kind of breaks him out of the beast and Kevin comes back and kind of, you think that she's calmed him down and then he gets shot. That really hit me because that yeah. was kind of the beginning of that moment when all the characters get fucked. And yeah, like, he's the first Jack one hurt before then, but he's always hurt. He's glass. Yeah. Um, and so like when he got shot in the chest and I was like, shit, I was like, they're killing McAvoy. Like, Oh my God. Like, w Whoa. And then like, 
I was really like emotionally hit by that. And then suddenly it cuts to like Bruce Willis getting his head shoved in a puddle. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not ready for this. Like, I'm not ready <laughs> yeah. for done. Like, I haven't got over, I haven't got over Kevin yet. I'm Definitely. not ready for done to go. And so kind of like that one didn't hit me. Mm. And like, um, I mean, I guess, do you want to go with, do you want to bring up Matt's question? Yeah. So we did have a question, obviously, as we're in the uh, spoiler section. Um, so yeah, you can always, obviously, in the future, you can hit us up on Twitter at SHBpod uh, for any questions about, obviously, the movie we're talking about or just questions in general about horror stuff. Um, but yeah, Matt hit us up with a very specific question about Glass um, and its ending. Um, he says, uh, did you think Don went out in a rubbish way, as in getting killed in two inches of a muddy puddle? Um, just thought he deserved a better death. Um so yeah, obviously we were just talking about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, he, he we're definitely... then kind of going in. First of all, I just want to say thanks to Matt for uh, DMing us that question as well, yeah. like keeping the spoilers off uh, the Twitter feed. I think that's you know definitely yeah, the way good. to go. So well played, man. Yeah, if you do have like spoilery questions, that's definitely the way to go in the future for guys. Um, yeah, it's it's a weird one because um, visually it's obviously not interesting. Um, it's yeah. weird that it's kind of like can't you just lift your head out of it because it is the way it looks on screen is a bit odd. It is like an inch of water, you know, mm. it's very much, it looks like his air and ears and, and like nose aren't even obscured. Yeah. Um, so it is a little and, bit odd. And like you say, it's, it's because it's just after the Kevin shooting, which is the most yeah. impactful moment of the whole movie. It definitely falls flat. Um, I do like that. It's in keeping with what we've known for the entire trilogy. You know, like he is, this superhero he's so strong and so powerful but like you say he has this one weakness where it's so minuscule you know it really doesn't have yeah. to be like he's he's dropped out of a plane into an ocean like it is very much a small thing can kill him so i do kind of like that but i agree that visually it could have looked a lot visually more. yeah it didn't and i also think like when you think of don's character and how strong and powerful he is you think well yeah. why couldn't he just lift his head up and throw this bloke off but i guess yeah. like the second water comes into play it kind of nullifies him it is kryptonite isn't it and it well, just kind of the other thing know, it as makes well him lose his power it's um it's it's broken up a lot because obviously you're getting cutaways to glass talking you're mm. getting a lot of cutaways at this point to kevin and casey scene which is really good but just prior to that kevin has tried to kill david in the vat of water yeah um, so he's already got a lot of water in his lungs at that point and is kind of already like oh my god i'm struggling to breathe and he's just got out of that alive and is almost like yeah so he's, he's like yeah um because another thing again that visually doesn't add up is like his son is really 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 close to this um, yeah it's kind of like he's there in the fight then when he gets drowned he's not there and then two seconds after he's been murdered he's next to his dad's side so again that's yeah visually again doesn't really work perfectly um i could see what he was going for it was definitely a misstep um it wasn't one of the best things it was the least interesting death because like i say no. glasses made perfect sense like he was so fragile that yeah if you just the wind could blow him over and he could die and so again that yeah well that's why i enjoy literally uh you know, the, the horde, the, uh, the beast just basically just punched him in the stomach and was like, yeah, you're done. I'm yeah. going to go after done. No. And I love, and I love that <laughs> like, just a single bullet can take out Kevin because when he's in that personality, yeah, he's yeah, just a he's fragile Kevin. human being. Yeah. Um, so but yeah, like, like, yeah, they would I, work thematically. I feel, it's just, that's the least interesting visually, I think. Yeah. And especially having, you say Kevin's one, I, I feel like, you know, yeah, it, it did what it needed to do. And it was that cool kind of like, they're being fucked by like this greater force moment and then kind of like how is it going to be responded to it um like because i really enjoyed like glass basically saying like i create superheroes yeah and, like his reveal obviously the, the reveal that we haven't spoke about which we which was talked about probably on the split <laughs> show but if not kind yeah. of straight after it was the fan theory that obviously um 
Kevin's uh was it dad or yeah dad was on the yeah. was on the same train as Don and um it's revealed that that is true so kind of glass is basically taking credit for both Don and uh the horde at this point and kind of saying you know look I can create superheroes and then kind of ultimately that is his intent with what he has done here you know he has played out this elaborate scene to kind of sacrifice himself but also sacrifice the other two with the Mm. view that he can make more um superheroes and villains and um you know i wonder like is there an intention to to carry on like is this the end because like yeah i'd be down for seeing like uh don's son trying to take out paulson and like this this (laughs) this clover facility you know these clover people and stuff and kind of all of that thing because and like see what what gets created from it like i feel like it is finished at this point but it's definitely left it in a place that you know i'm kind of like thinking about what would happen since and, and would be excited to see more yeah definitely it easily could you know I'm, I'm super happy with this ending i hope he doesn't do any more um what what's interesting about the ending is i do like it a lot and i think it fits tonally with this movie and what he was going for but when you think about it and kind of what the story is about, and especially if they did more, it's it's too similar to X-Men for me, um, where it's very much, you know, organizations trying to keep people with special abilities hidden from the public eye. And then obviously the kind of the end goal of in this case, Glass or the X-Men is kind of like trying to reveal this, you know, we are mutants, we are living among you and we're not to be feared. And, you know, it's, it's to me, it's very, very, very similar to X-Men in terms of the mm. ending, because the ending of this movie is basically, yeah, the whole world is now aware of, is, is that there are humans among us with certain special abilities. And so the theory behind that, behind Glass, is that more people will now experiment with that and it will ultimately create more of these kind of the, crazy the thing superheroes. Is, the thing is, they kind of... Um make out like glass had this big elaborate plan Mm. uh to obviously have this reveal however like these this this mass serial killer in kevin crumb and this vigilante that's been in the news for weeks months years were both captured and held in the facility they've been there less than four days and yet there's not a single news crew outside when they all go out for their final showdown yeah i'm like yeah come on what, what, yeah, what, did they did they arrest them undercover then? I assume like people knew, like yeah. they they have to have done. The girls would have been going back to school, like they they wouldn't they, they know that they've been arrested, like mm. they they'd have found out, like there would have been press all over that place. It would have been televised their entire fight outside. What I want to know is what was um Sarah Paulson's plan in regards to Casey because she let Casey come into the organization multiple times. Um, she was also let Casey stand next to Kevin as he was shot by one of her organization. Mm. And then she's allowed to walk free. And, yeah. And, she, and she's just assumed that she's not going to tell anyone like, what's all that about? Like, how is that seems to me like a massive plot yeah. that Casey well, like just walks free. Right. Well, I don't really like, like why would they not murder her as well? Well, and, Casey and doesn't really know time. anything. Does she? She knows everything. She's just seen like them get murdered. <laughs> like, yeah, but- yeah, but she, well, I guess Don was the one because Don's the only one that really gets like well, Kevin. Kevin gets shot when he's just talking yeah, but to her. yeah, but that that happens in every like hostage situation in the states, I guess right? So. Like he's just attacked multiple police officers and killed a load of them, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, like when he before before Dunn shows up, like he straight up attacks police officers, so he's getting yeah. shot. Like the first the, the first sight sight someone gets a shot on him, he's getting shot. 
Yeah, like, I guess the uh, only death that it, yeah, like that is kind is of only dodgy. One, and yeah, like I say, she's there and Bruce Willis's son's there, but yeah. apparently neither of them actually see it. <laughs> yeah, even though know, it goes so on that, for ages. That that is odd. But I guess even then, he is seen as a criminal. Like that they say, like when when he got arrested, like his son says, but he's done nothing wrong. And Paulson, Sarah Paulson's character says, well, not in the eyes of um, due course and due processing. Like you are, yeah. you can't be a vigilante. So he is still a criminal. So ultimately, three criminals broke out of a facility and, and got gunned down. Like that's not, yeah. that's not newsworthy for a conspiracy. Like not, yeah, not really. I guess so. But I just, um, you know, I. I don't know why she let it get that far, really. Like, why did she try to make them believe they didn't have the powers? Was she trying to, like, if she could get them to believe that, she then wouldn't have killed them? Because she could have just pulled the switch on Don at any point. Like, Glass is easy to kill. And then, like, you know, then she's just left with Kevin. Her her work in terms of even though she does work for this big organization, he's documenting I, it as well. Yeah, I feel like her work is actually legit in terms of what she wants to achieve. When she says mm. that she's a psychologist and she specializes in people who think they are superheroes, yeah, she her. she kind of wants to document them, get a f- figure out everything she can, and then kill them. Yeah, because it's kind of she says it where it's like this was a success, and then she's going to move on to the next city where presumably yeah. they've got like someone else captured. Um, so yeah, I do assume that she's kind of legit in that sense, but she's also just totally fine with murder murdering them as well. <laughs> um, yeah, like I say, there are a few yeah. things where you're just like, eh, it's a little bit weird. Um, yeah, and it's just one of the break and and because and if you're not if you don't like it you get caught up on it and i just feel like ultimately the things that are a little bit frustrating i give a pass on because i enjoyed the the, the massive chunks of this movie um oh yeah it was a yeah. hell of a ride and like when the credits yeah. rolled i felt nothing but kind of happiness with yeah it, me too seen. me too and i think ultimately you know you, that thought of the movie when you try to break down a lot movies analytically unless you get to the absolute creme de la creme you're always going to find stuff that you can critique and especially something like this but um there's kind of like this amalgamation of 20 years of work but but yeah i I had a massive smile on my face when the credits rolled yeah for sure like i i thoroughly enjoyed this way more than i was expecting yeah Um, me too one of those ones i've already been thinking about it since i've seen it you know so it's one of those ones that stayed in the forefront of my mind for a very long time yeah um but yeah that was our discussion of glass uh we will take a short break and we will be right back So yeah, we did have another uh, question uh, this week, uh, not about glass or spoilery. So uh, yeah, if you if you were avoiding the glass spoilers, you are safe now. Um, we're back, guys. We're back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I said before, uh, if I you can see always... dead people. <laughs> Shit, sorry, guys. Different film. Um, but yeah, you can always uh, send us a question on Twitter at SHB Pod. Uh, this week, Cody hits up with a question, um, which I very like indeed, because it's something <laughs> we haven't spoke about in a very long time. Uh, he says, quite simply, what's your hype level for the Resident Evil 2 remaster? Um, uh, Rob Zombie hype. <laughs> yeah, a- as of recording, it's mere days away from release. Um, this is something that we've been waiting our entire lives for, it seems like. Um we knew yeah. about this prior to Resident Evil 7, which came out two years I ago. I didn't believe this game was going to exist. Yeah. When it was, like, it's a game that, like, for me, Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3 are just, like, my childhood that I love so much. And 
them in their original form are all pretty much unplayable, as with any <laughs> PlayStation 1 game, as the <laughs> PS Classic has told us all. Yeah. Um, so, you know, to have Remake of One kind of come out and, for me, be one of my favorite games of all time, kind of, you know, the dream was to continue that and move on to Two, which is kind of like arguably the best story of them all. Um, mm. Although, God, I love Three. But anyway... Um, you know, and kind of to, to for them to announce it and not talk about it for almost three years, I think, mm. and kind of announce seven and release seven, I was like, this game's dead. Yeah. And then suddenly for it to come back and be a real thing that I've seen clips of that will be in my hands in a few days, like, oh, I am so pumped. Like, if I don't love this game, I don't know. I, like, I, I honestly feel like this might be one of my favorite games to come out of this generation. Oh, yeah, like it has all the makings, you know. We already love 2. We love the story. We love that setting. We love those characters. But then it's like, oh, no, it looks as good as 7, but even better because, you know, two years have passed since then. <clears throat> but then also it plays it plays like 4, which is the best playing one of them. Yeah. Um, which is just insane. Like, so I can't believe this game exists. Like, I still no, don't believe I it can't. until I actually sit down and play it and beat it like 10 times. And I'll be like, oh, this does exist and it is perfect. Um, the, thing, the thing that I can't remake, they added um i'm I'm gonna get deep now like with things because like they they added like a chunk of content like they they open up the map in the graveyard and kind of introduce us to like this lisa trevor character and like extra buildings and all of this stuff but like the core mansion all felt fairly familiar and kind of played by the numbers they introduced like the crimson heads and stuff but like a lot of the layout seemed the same but kind of I've only seen like a couple of minutes of this game and like it already feels so different in a good way. You know, I want this, the core story. I want the layout of the, the police station, but I'm okay. If like how you get the keys and the crests and all these different things are, are, are slightly different and done mm. differently. And it kind of seems like that's what they're doing. So, cause I know that my muscle memory for this game will be there. And like I'll know like where the emblems are and stuff. I'll be like, oh yeah, that fucking spade key, you know. And so I'm glad that they kind of looks like mixing things up. So I'm really excited to see that. I really hope they do play with that a bit. And but then obviously gives us give us the best bits that we love. Yeah, definitely. That's what excites wait. me so much is that I I find it boring if it's just going to be the exact same game. Yeah. Again. And I know that it's not. You know, I want more Resident Evil. I think they're on such a good roll right now. And yeah, I feel like they are going to take the best of both worlds. You know, they they did that with the original remake, and and so much time has passed since then. And Resident Evil is such a weird franchise. Um, if for people that obviously, if you just listen for the horror films and aren't really into games, because obviously the film franchise is such a weird thing, and it's so different to the video game franchise. Um. But the game franchise is like I think so underrated in terms of what overall it does for games, um, because like yeah. I say, those, those original games kind of created or at least kind of the modern day survival horror game. But then four is like bonafide ten out of ten video game. I think seven is a bonafide ten out of ten video game. There's there's questions that you could say the Resident Evil One remake is a ten out of ten as well. It's a goddamn ten out of ten. And if and if, <laughs> and if this achieves as well, it's going to be a ten out of ten. And th- there are not many franchises outside of Nintendo because they're a joke that have multiple 10 out of 10 games like i genuinely mm. outside of like naughty dog franchises you know maybe just uncharted yeah. there aren't many games where it's like this is a 10 out of 10 and the sequel was a 10 out of 10 you know do yeah. you know 
know what I mean? Because franchises yeah. have such a, a varying degrees of quality. Oh yeah, um, this this is in yeah. You're right because it, it is yeah. And I haven't really ever thought of it like that. There is yeah. you know you you take Nintendo out of the conversation and how many franchises have like pure well not not pure but like a lot of ten out of tens in them. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, kind of like Metal Gear Solid, I guess. Like, yeah. but even that is it is subjective. Um, yeah, Metal Gear is the only other one because it's been gone yeah. for so long. Yeah, you know, and uh, but yeah, like I I cannot wait. Like the second we get hold of this game, we we will definitely be bringing back the uh, what you're playing segment because I I want to be talking about this game. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm I'm so glad that Cody asked us this week mm. because yeah, we we still play games all the time. We just talk about them off air now because it kind yeah. of. It, especially with horror it's been so busy in the last year or so that yeah kind of i feel like that's the time the to talk about games it just hasn't been um, there you know we we had a great time with games last year with spider-man and all these other god of war these other wonderful games um we kind of felt like unless it was genre specific um, well also we had so perfect. much horror tv so kind of like yeah. our back end of the episode was television for, for the longest yeah. time but right now we have no television and you know until game of thrones so kind of yeah, we're we're ripe to bring back the video game conversation. Definitely. And kind of to bring it back to the question, talking about hype levels, for me, outside of Death Stranding and The Last of Us Part 2, which I'm still not even sure either of those games exist, mm. um, this would be the one where it's like, if you could play any game that is actually announced and does exist, what would it be? I'd be like, well, outside of those two, because they're just ridiculous. Yeah, give me Resident Evil 2. Like, it's going to yeah. be perfect. If you were to say any video game to me, it would either be Last of Us or Resident Evil. And I feel like it might even be Resident Evil above The Last of Us 2. Wow. right now because i'm just kind of like for me i'm like i don't know what that game's gonna turn out to be apart from the fact that i know it's naughty dog and it's mm. yeah i want to play last of us two more <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you saying it's like a sequel to maybe the best game ever made um yeah, but, but still like this this is ahead of death stranding for me for in yeah. terms of what i want to play uh, but apart from the fact i know i get to play it in a couple of days so yeah. yeah exactly Hell, like, this yeah. is actually a thing like i kind of i just love the hype of like maybe i'll never play death stranded and part of me is okay with that yeah um, i kind of because... just want to see a trailer every 18 months yeah but i oh, man i i'm so like i just i'm such a huge kojima fanboy and the fact that he's doing this like horror thing and i just love the actors involved like i cannot wait for that you um, love that walking dead <laughs> yeah <laughs> the thing is i do like norman reedus a lot and like <laughs> that's the thing with walking dead i like a lot of those actors it's just the show sucks <laughs> um <laughs> But uh, yeah, that was pretty much it, really. Uh, last question. Um, obviously, our, our upcoming schedule um, is Escape Room is out in the UK very soon. Um, Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's it seems like it's early Feb, so we will probably have a, a show before that, which hopefully would be One Cut of the Dead. Finally, hell yeah, because um, that Blu-ray is out next week, isn't it? Blu-ray is um, on its way. It's the, so, that have you seen? It's weird. It's like an kind of Arrow release. Yeah, I was going to say that to you. Yeah, Arrow yeah. are selling it. Um, yeah. But, but, but it's, it's not, not an, yeah. yeah it's not an arrow video it's weird it's, it's very weird i think they're just like publishing it maybe so they're like you know helping get it out there yeah getting some distribution out there but because it's like a limited amount of blu-ray copies as well isn't there yeah like it's it's a limited run thing like which it's, is cool. it's a weird thing yeah hopefully i can't wait it'll to have get it. the same amount of love that those arrow releases do yeah um, i hope so but yeah, I'm pumped. Hopefully we'll be watching that next week. And then, yeah, Escape Room. I think there's maybe like an extra week and then Happy Death Day to you. Oh, which, my God. Can you believe Talk that that makes out so soon as well? Like, And then after that, it will be mere weeks away from us. Like, oh, my God, the start of 2019 is just insane for horror. Um, what a great time to do a podcast. Um, Hell yeah. But yeah that Apart was from episode. I want to go play Resident Evil 2. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Um, think by next time we record, we will have played Resident Evil 2. Can you believe oh that? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, 
insane. But yeah, that was episode 129 where we talked about the wonderful glass. Uh, thanks for listening as always, and we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone. Shut up, I can't Mainly because I never could How could I stop